Hello and welcome to Homelessness Matters, a brand new podcast brought to you by Emmaus. Homelessness can happen for many different reasons and to people from all walks of life. To shine a light on some of those reasons, we're bringing you a mixture of stories from people who've experienced homelessness and now live at or recently moved on from one of our communities across the UK. In this episode, you'll hear from Tony, a companion at Emmaus Northeast. Before joining Emmaus, Tony experienced homelessness after the breakdown of his marriage. He recently joined the community after moving from Emmaus Bolton and is already making his mark. Then you'll hear from Adrian Hazelwood, Deputy Community Manager at Emmaus Northeast, who first joined Emmaus as a companion himself. I spoke to them over Zoom. Hi Tony, so lovely to meet you. Hello. Hi. Are you ready to begin? I am. Um, let's start at the beginning, Tony. Can you tell me a little bit about your life before Emmaus and what led you to joining Emmaus? Uh, well, I spent 20 plus years married with family and what have you. Marriage broke up, mainly due to depression, work pressures, that sort of thing. And with the marriage breaking up, I, th- I lost my home. Did a little bit of sofa surfing first off. Then uh, I finished up sleeping on the streets for a, for a few months. A friend who was already in the maze told me about the maze. I got in touch with the one in Bolton, went in for a chat with the, uh, the chap who runs it, and luckily got in, uh, moved in there. Thank you, Tony. Um, the podcast is all about sharing the realities of what it's like to be experiencing homelessness. Would you mind describing a typical day when you were homeless? Well, you spend most of the day, you're still tired because you don't really sleep overnight. Fire, you're looking for things to do if you, you've not got an awful lot of money anyway. So you saw miserable, cold winter days. You try to go to a place like library late and get a little bit of warmth and shelter. Uh, try and keep out of people's way if you can. Try not to be noticed by people. Just it's it's a it's a long day to try and fill if you've got nowhere to go really or nothing to do. Obviously, you can't sleep anywhere till places have closed, and I say then you're up again early morning. You're not sleeping well at night because you're watching for anything happening and. There's always a chance that you might be attacked while you're sleeping, that sort of thing. Did that ever happen to you? Fortunately not. uh, What I tended to do was find supermarket, hotels, car parks, out of of the back and get outside to the public there. In general, how did members of the public, like you just mentioned, treat you during the time when you were homeless? They tend to ignore you even more than usual. you, you find, you, you tend to notice more that people, you know people have got their own lives, but when you're trying to sort of get some sort of recognition of people, you see that pe- they just walk past people and nobody notices you're even there. 
You mentioned earlier that you first joined Emmaus Bolton. What was it like when you first joined and, you know, living with lots of other people when you've, you'd been sleeping rough and safer surfing by, your, by yourself for a while? It was scary when I first moved in, not knowing what to expect. Uh, everybody knows the, uh, the myths about homeless people and what have you. So you, you start watching what people are doing and what they're like. And you soon making different friends as well. Uh, you realise that everybody's in, this, in the same boat as you are. And they're not there to sort of pull you, drag you down. There to help you, and well, most of them are anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Looking at aid, but <laughs> um, earlier you mentioned you went through a typical day of when you were experiencing homelessness. Now you're at Emmaus and you've experienced a couple of communities. Can you describe a typical day at Emmaus instead? Easy target. <laughs> <laughs> uh, typical day as, as a van driver. I don't think I get a typical day, really. Uh, we basically start, we all come down in the morning, bit chat in the, in the dining room, about uh, whatever happened the night before or whatever else. We sometimes have meetings where it tells us what's happening, what to expect for the future days and what have you. But then we all head off to our various jobs, shop, workshops, time on the van. It's the the day on the van so varies immensely. We can be we can have days where we've got a few jobs where we're just maybe picking up an armchair or a few electrical items. Another day we can be doing a full house clearance and and then you, you take whatever stuff you pick up to the shops and what have you and it's it's, it can be fun, or it's hard work sometimes. And even, for example, the other day, we even went down to the beach. Uh, that was on staff head uh, instructions. With the, the workshop had made some stands for uh, drink holders for gardens. So the idea was to fill a bucket with sand and pebbles. So we had to go down the beach to collect them. No, just had to go to the beach and have fun. Oh, Love yeah. it. <laughs> and and Tony, what was that adjustment like after experiencing homelessness to then working five days a week? What do you enjoy about it? What kind of things have you learnt during that time? I enjoy just uh, keeping busy if I can. It's uh, uh, lifting and stuff like that. Uh, we, we can do courses here. We do, I've, I've been doing a couple of done warehouses in a while here. So you're learning about health and safety, uh, everything like that. I enjoy it. You've spoken about your band driving. I know you've done lots of fundraising and running events as well. Um, if you could sum up kind of your experience, what would you say is your, your proudest moment at Emmaus or some of your highlights? The main highlight since I've been here I only came just a couple of days after I moved in. Uh, one of the local women's charity group gave us all to go for a meal at a local Indian restaurant, which I thought was brilliant. It's, you know, I've been here two days and I would go out for a meal. And 
mean, one of my proudest moments was uh, when I was still at Bolton, I did the Manchester 10K and raised funds for Bolton and Mays. And as part of that, uh, I, I got invited to a, a lunch at Clarence House with Camilla, which was, I, I enjoyed it. It was a good day out. Uh, it was a because I, I also got to meet a couple of the uh, people from Emmaus Northeast before moving up here as well, which was uh, <clears throat> an experience. It's been interesting, actually, in the recordings of these podcasts. I've spoken to some other companions from other communities who also went to the Clarence House event, just speaking to them about, you know, their experience of being formerly homeless and then being in, in the royal residence and speaking to royalty. What was that like for you? It was straight. Uh, it, when you went in, they had like three separate rooms. When Camilla came round, she actually made a point of stopping and talking, even for only a couple of seconds, shook everybody's hand and welcomed them to them, which I thought was really nice. Oh, sounds like a great day. Um, Tony, you mentioned that you joined Emmaus Bolton and you've recently moved to Emmaus Northeast. What's that transition been like and why did you decide to make the move? I made the move because uh, I wanted to be closer to the family. Uh, I was brought up in the northeast in Darlington, about 30 miles south of here. And uh, I just wanted to be closer to the family. And it's not been too bad. It's, I've, I've settled in well, I think. it's. I get on with a few of the lads here. Obviously, same as anywhere else, you have the old fallouts now and again, but it's a good bunch of lads. It's not too bad at times. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Is that uh, a thing you appreciate, I suppose, about Mace, is the fact that you can change communities based on your circumstances and what fits you? Yeah, very much so. Like I said, the reason I wanted to move up here was to be close to the family. Uh, my dad was 91 when I moved up here. Fortunately, he died earlier this year. But I'm happy to know that like, if, I, if I do feel the need, I, I just need to ta- have a chat to Wade and he could try and sort out and move elsewhere if I wanted to. Sorry to hear about that and thank you for sharing that to me. Earlier you were talking about your experiences of homelessness and how people treated you during that time. What misconceptions do you think exist around homelessness and what would you want people to know? I think one of the main misconceptions is that uh, everybody who's homeless, it's, it, A, it's their own fault because of some problem they've created for their own in their own lives. And B, I think talking to people about homelessness, there's still that many people who, if you're homeless, you've got to be an, either an alcoholic or a drug addict or both. And it's, it's not like that. I mean, I, love, I do like a drink now and again when I'm at football, that sort of thing, but I'm not reliant on either drugs or alcohol. And there's a lot of people in here who are the same. And I wish people would understand that, take the time to find out for themselves, talk to people who are homeless rather than making assumptions. Completely agree. Um, the podcast is called Homelessness Matters. Why should homelessness matter to our audience? Because it could happen to them. Uh, I mean, I, I, my marriage broke up in 2015. 
if somebody had said to me in 2014, in a year's time, you'd be living on the streets, I, I would have turned up. No chance, you know, I'm a, I'm a happily married man, I've got kids, I've got family, it's a decent job, but various things happened in my life and it, it could happen to anybody. Just before we go, Tony, just wondering, what is next for you? Do you have any future plans? Um, and what, what are you looking forward to next? Doing more running. I enjoy, I, I, I enjoy running, so uh, I'm doing a 5K tonight in Durham. But I'm hoping uh, next year I'm, I'm entered for the Great Manchester 10K again. And I wanted, I'd love to try and do the Great North one possibly next year, definitely not this year. But I'd, I'd like, if possible, to do it to raise money for Mays North East this time, just as a thank you for what they've done for me. Well, it sounds great. Best of luck to you, Tony. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. No problem. That was Tony's story. Now it's time to hear from Deputy Community Manager Aid. Hi Aid, how are you doing? Hi, yeah, no, not bad, thanks. Good. We've just spoken to Tony there, but I'm interested to hear a little bit about what you do at Emmaus Northeast. Right, I am now the Deputy Community Manager at Emmaus Northeast. I did start as a companion. I've been with Emmaus now since 2009. Um, and I've a companion that I went into a van driver role then I got a van driver's job and then I've been doing courses and courses and still doing courses and they offered me the deputy community manager's job at a mass northeast since October last year oh brilliant yeah it's been a we've gone through a massive transition period still going through one um so yes um kind of running the the show on my own at the moment so yeah love it love it so. And you've been through the whole journey, I suppose, of starting as a companion and working your way up through jobs and now to where you are now. How yeah. do you use your experiences of knowing what it's like to be a companion to then support current companions? Uh, well, I was I was homeless for almost three years after a 20-year marriage, breakup, had my own business. Um, then I was homeless in Brighton. And there was a guy called Rob, never forget Rob. And I can remember him one day saying, Aidy, you're not going to manage the three years on the streets in the winter. Have you heard of Emmaus? I went, no, Emmaus who? So I don't think we're widely advertised and recognised. And um, I said, Emmaus who? He said, well, I'll do a referral. I said, well, I have been in a bit of bother, you know, through fighting and that. He said, it doesn't matter, you know. Um and then that was on a Tuesday. And on the Thursday morning, he found me at the statue where we'd go and have a, our food. And he said, you're on the overnight coach to Glasgow tonight. So, and that's where I ended up. I've travelled to a few Emmaus's. And by doing that, no Emmaus runs the same, so to speak. Um, and I think it was Sheffield that said, um, AD, you've got, potential you could be a good support worker you could be a good counsellor I went oh I'll never think about it you know uh, and then they got me a mentor in and this is where I am today if you could sum up the difference that Emmaus has kind of made to you through all the aspects of your experience what, what would that be it's just made me 
a stronger person and a lot happier that Emmaus, Emmaus UK, all the Emmauses have given me, the Emmaus have travelled through to give that, to give me that chance to, I want to say, not prove yourself, but just to go, you've done it. You, you've, you've really done it. I had an email off a trustee yesterday and said, you are so recognised through our trustees that you don't get enough praise. And I thought that was really nice of him to say that, you know. So and it gives you that motivation to keep going. And it shows the others that they can do it as well, mm. you know, if I keep nagging them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on that point as well, what is it like seeing companions join Emmaus after experiencing homelessness and difficult times and then seeing them rebuild that confidence and gaining skills and having the opportunities to then get employment either at Emmaus or elsewhere? I've always got two very good RCs that I can ask to keep an eye on. And I kind of look after them myself, keep my eyes on them and my ears open for them and just guide them say, look, you know, they don't want to know about my story just yet. They're just starting to sort theirs out. Um, and then then talking to them, say, look, once you've done your month's trial, we can get your city and guilds, we can do this, we can get... After something, we can get your passport, we can get your driving license, we can get your birth certificate, put your courses, and it brightens them up, you know. And you see that little um, spark in their eye. We've got a companion in here, and he came to me last week. He said, Hey, I haven't got a birth certificate. I said, Well, sit down. Do you know any details? He said, Well, I know some of them. It's okay. I said, He said, Well, I can't afford to pay for it. I said, No, we'll do it. You've been here three months. We did it. And he left the office and it came yesterday. And the joy in that guy's face that he's got a birth certificate. I mean, it's only a birth certificate, but it's to him, that's important. Yeah. He said, well, in a conventional freelance, can I go for my passport? Not a problem. You know? And they're like, wow, this is good. Then they kind of tell everyone, he's just got my birth certificate. You know? So they're all coming in now going, Oh, that's okay. So it gives them that self-belief that they're human and they're still recognised, even though they haven't got any idea on them, some of them. And I like them coming through the ranks. Um, I've got some really, really fantastic guys that are ready to move on, you know, with the help of Vic that does all the city and guilds. I've now got um, a company in Sunderland. She came to see me the other day, Rachel. And they've got um, construction courses, uh, CSCS courses, every course to do with the building trade. And it's all done in this college in Newcastle. Uh, a lot of lads are interested to get them out. Fair share are going to take two lads off me in a week to give them work experience, train them up. The cafe in Newcastle is going to take a lad, train them up. Who else have I got? The tip. At the down at the tip, she took two guys on for me last year. And of course, they went into her and said, Well, I've got a criminal records. Stop, 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 stop. It's what you've done through Emmaus, is we're worried, all we're worried about. Yeah. And it's quite nice that they come in and believe that there is something at the end of the light, end of the tunnel from. But they've got to, I keep telling them, you've got to help me. Yeah. So they have to make all the first move, then I will push the right channels out from some of them come back i've had two go into work and come back here because they couldn't go through the transition period which is hard um, but now they've gone back into work so it's pretty it's good 
it's good yeah it sounds great it sounds like the community is really embedded in the local community as well and getting opportunities with other people and organizations yeah yeah which is good We heard Tony's story and it sounds like you've had similar experiences in some sense of the cause of homelessness. Yeah. And what's it been like to see, I know he's recently joined, but what's it been like to see Tony on his, you know, Emmaus journey and seeing his progression? The lads here said they met him through meeting Camilla and he's a nice chap and he came, lovely, lovely old fella, um, does all these marathons. We didn't know, I didn't know about all these marathons and, um, He's just a guy that just needs a break, you know. Um, he's happier now. I've put him in the two-bedroom flat at the end with, with, with one of his friends, but a companion. So he's self-living, really. He loves all that. And Tony's journey, uh, he's, he's, ready to, he's ready to go into work. Tony's a good, a good lad, good driver. He goes above and beyond. He takes the lads out on the weekend. He does his running. And regards, he's running... I never, he'd been here about a month, I think. And he said, I need some running trainers. because we all have a laugh and a joke. And I went, you what? He said, I do marathons. I said, well, I never knew this, you know? And so we went out. I spoke to the accountant. She said, yeah, just go and buy him what he wants. And to see him from his old stuff, from being homeless, running in, to ordering it online with him. I said, there it is. It's all online. This is how much you got. And for him to purchase it himself and for him to, um, I sent him to go and collect it, you know, and the joy, you know, in his face is, is, is great. Really. Tony's good, good, good lad. It's great to hear about the running because he said that that's one of his highlights of his time. Every at night, yeah. Every night, seven days, seven days a week, seven nights a week. He's gone. I was second, I probably the van or the minibus or four. I'm going to run in hall. I'm going to run in. Yeah. Go on. Off you go. Sounds great. Talking of highlights, what have your highlights been or proudest moments since starting and joining Emmaus? Oof, that's a good one. The highlight of my life was uh, when I first joined Emmaus, meeting Sir Terry Waite. Lovely chap. Um, I can remember years ago, I did my full testimonial when the assembly was at Leicester or Nottingham Way. And I met Sir Terry Waite. And he never forgets a face or a name. So just been to the last assembly, he went, "Hello, oh, no, Adrian." I'm like, <laughs> well, he knows. He knows people, and I think that's the highlight with me here. Um, and the best is just receiving my first with all the training I've done, and to get a qualified recognition social care level two certificate, as well as my mentor and everything else, and then to gain my number three. And I'm like, whoa, I, I, I've done hours of work at night doing this. And it's just nice to think, I've done that, you know. And it's thanks to a, a person at Mass pushing me to do it. spoke to Tony about this before, about the misconceptions surrounding homelessness. From your own experience of homelessness and also from now being working in support and deputy manager, what would you say are the misconceptions around homelessness? Well, I agree with Tony and what he says. There's a lot of, it's not just based on drugs and alcohol. When I was homeless, someone asked me, oh, why are you homeless? I said, I was honest with them. Uh, marriage breakdown. Uh, and they say, oh, do you drink and drugs? I said, no, I don't do any. I don't drink at all, I never have. And then they judge you straight away. Were oh, you an ex-alcoholic? 
no, see, judge me. You haven't heard my story. I've never drunk and I haven't never done drugs. Why? Because I haven't, you know? And they go, okay. But it's homelessness, it's marriage breakups, rent not paid, you know? And it could happen to absolutely anyone. Everyone's a paid check away from being homeless, you know? Um, and I don't think it's, it's widely put out, you know? You get treated as scum or as homeless. You, you're just rubbish. But everyone's got a story on why. And there's not a lot of people that listen. We go out and do talks. Um, I'm trying to get into schools more to say, look, you know, don't try not to go this down this road. This is what happens. Um, and I think there should be more on that, you know, to all the masses, not just us. Well, it's been great to hear yours and Tony's stories today. But before we go, to end on, it's called Homelessness Matters. Why should homelessness matter to our audience? It, it matters, as same as Tony, because it could happen to you. You could wake up in the morning and you've lost absolutely everything. That's either through a relationship. You know, a breakdown can happen within minutes. Your mortgage has stopped. Um, you've got no more money. You've got no job. Um, I think they need to understand that most or the companions in Emmaus have had a life, had jobs, had marriages, relationships, doesn't matter, and money, and it's just gone within a second, you know. And I think that um, it need, I say, they should realise that they wake up. And I mean, I was happily married with my own business. You wake up one day, and it's gone, and you think, uh oh, you know. So it could happen to twenty, absolutely anyone. A reflective note to end on. Thank you so much, Aid, for chatting Thank today. You. It's been Love great you, to hear yeah. from you. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. It was great to speak to Tony and Aid in the series finale of Homelessness Matters. Thank you so much for listening. Please leave us a like or review. We'd really appreciate it. See you soon.